remember the Miami Street exit, and I spun out. I ended up. In the... <laughs> uh, Tory was a very dangerous car to drive. Oh my god! Do you still have that thing? Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Four Thirty in the Morning. This is your boy Ben, and Pat is back as well. Ninety-five. Yes, episode number ninety-five. Chris Warmly, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, uh, solid player. Solid player. Yeah, I got a solid player for you, uh, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Man. Solid player. Perennial Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Best player on the Browns. He's not gonna win it. He'll win it. Maybe Nick, not. Maybe not this year, but he'll win it. He'll win it eventually. Uh, Nick Bosa will probably take it this year. Yeah, probably. But with Miles Garrett, you got the complete, basically an edge rusher. He demands assignments beyond the scope of any other player in the league. Double team more than any other player in the league. Still produces a number. Still gets held off a lot. He doesn't really impact the game as much as he should, though. He 100 percent does. Like he 100 percent does. Like if T.J. Watt is not on the Steelers' defense, they lose. They literally do not win without T.J. Watt on the field. because they're not good to begin with. Like, if T.J. Watt's not on the field, they don't win. Browns don't win either. They've only lost, maybe, I think they've lost one game when T.J. Watt. See, Miles and, Garrett's and he a, played half the game. Miles Garrett's more of a closer, though. Miles Garrett's turned into a closer. T.J. Watt at, is the uh, ultimate closer. Look at the Browns and the Ravens over, earlier this year. He single-handedly stopped the Ravens de- uh, uh, running game yesterday. Yeah, but they still, oh, I guess I did win. Exactly. <laughs> he didn't do it. He didn't do enough. He, no, he, was, Garrett, he was he was absolutely fantastic last night. You can't even deny it. The talents that are demanded of Miles or the assignments that are demanded of Miles Garrett go far and above what most players, including T.J. Watt, are asked to do. I don't know if you watched much of that game yesterday. I watched a little bit of it. I watched the whole game. Oh, wait, oh the Browns game? Yeah, no, the the Ravens and Steelers yesterday. Oh, I watched the whole game. You saw T.J. Watt not make a sack on a play where the only person assigned to block him was a running back. No, he was chipped. He was I, not I, chipped. I know exactly what play you're talking the, about. The, one, the, the one where he fell over? No, the one where they ran the two tight ends to the right. Neither of them touched T.J. Watt. They both started running routes. I don't remember the play. He had two tight ends to the right, a running back in the backfield. Both tight ends started running routes. The tackle did not shift over to... Well, you're not going to get a sack every play. But this is what I'm, this is what I'm talking about. And football about. is all about angles. This is the respect that, def- that offenses treat T.J. Watt with. They literally designed There's, every one of their running plays around T.J. Watt yesterday. This was a, we're not talking about a running play, we're talking about a pass play. This was a design pass, a design sure. pocket pass. There's no bootleg, no rollout, no play action. Sure. They rolled out multiple times on the opposite side of T.J. Watt yesterday. Not this time. Sure, you're not, you can't do it every single time. But I'm saying that if he was nearly the player that... The, the fact that you can single out one play... To where T.J. Watt didn't get a sack. But it's conducive of the entire situation. It's not. I'm sorry. You're reaching here. No, I'm not reaching. And the whole point of what I'm trying to say is that offenses do not look at Miles Garrett, design a pocket pass, and say, yeah, we're good with just a running back in the backfield to block this guy. We're not going to let two of the tight ends. Because Miles Garrett is the only guy they got to worry about. They had two tight ends running routes. You, you gotta worry. You gotta worry about Alex Highsmith on the other side. And you, like, and you gotta worry about Cam Hayward. That's coming not up. even what it's about. Yeah, two tight it's ends. Exactly, two what tight it's ends about. running basically the same route. You're telling me that one of those tight ends. I'm is not better talking. Off, I'm not talking about one individual play. Better off as a decoy than to throw a chip on T.J. Watt. Like, oh, we're just gonna run I'd, him around I'd, as a decoy. I'd, I'd have to. I'd have to. Uh, I'd have to watch. The play. I'm just saying. Like, I can't remember the specific. The whole play. point of what I'm trying to say is that the assignments demanded of each player is completely different. You can't really compare the two. You really can't even compare the two. They're just sack guys, basically. That's the only comparison. Sure. Well, that's not true. T.J. Watt does more. He drops back in coverage. 
He's a, he's a left outside linebacker. He's technically not. I mean, I, I guess you can classify him as an edge rusher, but he's not a de- he's not a defensive end, which is what Miles Garrett is. Sure. So Miles Garrett has to do more. No, T.J. Watt has to do more. He literally does. He has to more. drop back in coverage. He does more by design. Takes up two blockers every play. Wastes a tight end every play. I don't know. See, playing I, defense, I thought... playing defensive line is not always about the sacks either. Of course, and definitely not about shooting gaps. It's about the multiple things you got to do on defensive line. He does all that better than anybody else in the league. Sorry, it's an arguable case. Sure. So, hey, I am not discrediting Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is among the top three. There's no question about it. Well, I am discrediting T.J. Watt. But so. well, that's that's sad. Anyways. I guess that the last time we got into this fight, it was not well received by our listeners. So. <laughs> so we'll see. Maybe we did a little bit better this time. That's good. Anyways, Miles Garrett, one of the best players, number 95. Great player. And that's going to segue us right on into the news. News. Let's pull them up. All right. I'll start out with my older one here. Uh-oh. This comes from CBS Sports. This is a little old. It's, um, I guess, not terribly old. December 30th, 2022. Tampa Bay Buccaneers backup quarterback Blaine Gabbert was among those who helped rescue four people when a helicopter crashed into a body of water near Peter O'Knight Airport in Tampa, Florida. If you would have told me that Blaine Gabbert was playing in the USFL right now, I'd believe it. I did not know he was still on the NFL roster. (laughs) On Thursday, Gabbert came to the aid of 28-year-old Hunter Hupp. His two parents and a pilot of a helicopter, all four occupants of the helicopter, were uninjured. On Friday, Gabbert discussed the rescue with the media. Gabbert had been riding on a jet ski around 5 p.m., when the helicopter made an emergency landing in the water due to an engine failure. The chopper was about 200 yards from Davis Islands. The helicopter proceeded to sink, with Hupp having to free himself from underneath a seatbelt with cords before the party of four began treading water. The group had been contemplating whether to wait for help or try to swim to land when they were approached by a pair of jet skiers, one of whom was Blaine Gabbard. They slowly brought us back to the shore in a sandy beach near the Yacht Club and hung out for a while. They were really nice, Hupp told Fox Sports. We exchanged pleasantries upon reaching flat ground. They were really an asset to helping us out because we were the only ones out there for a while. It was a handshake and a huge thank you so much. They went out for a nice afternoon ride and just happened to come upon a stranded helicopter family. Gabbert, the number 10 overall pick of 2011 NFL Draft, has played for the Buccaneers since 2019, currently serves as a backup to Tom Brady. Blaine fucking Gabbert. There's a lot going on with that story. Like, you don't, this is like, this this could be like a normal news story that we probably cover, even if it wasn't Blaine Gabbert doing it. Sure. Like, there's some, there's a lot going on (laughs) with it. But um, if I'm the Buccaneers, I'm a little bit concerned, though. Yeah, Tom Brady, who's 50 years old. Yeah, Blaine Gabbert out there. Riding, jet, Riding skis. jet ski during the season. At any moment, you need to bring up Blaine Gabbard to start for your team. Yeah, like I would be a little bit concerned considering you got a geriatric quarterback as it is. Your backup is also not young. He's riding around on jet skis. That's a liability. That is a liability. On so, Thursday, mind you. Yeah, it's not like this is like Monday after or Tuesday after. Right. This is the middle of the week. Like, I mean, he, he, he's probably doing this after practice. Yeah, no shit. He should be recovering. I think usually you practice, what, Wednesday through Friday? Yeah. Obviously, he didn't have a big workout. (laughs) (laughs) He had plenty of time to get suited up for a jet ski ride after practice. Yeah, I don't know about that one. That's funny, though. I guess props props to you, Blaine, for uh, 
hey, he's a hero. For uh, sticking it out and helping out. I don't know about playing Gabbert, though. Yeah, I don't know. Did you ever think he was going to be any good? Honestly, I never really watched much of him in college. Uh, never really seen a whole lot of him in the NFL. I don't think he's played a whole lot in the NFL. It's been around for 11 years. but He started for the 49ers for a little while, but other than that, not much starting action for playing Gabbert. Yeah. Anyways, that's a good one. Yeah. On my first one, this one's also going to involve sports. This one's kind of funny, and it's going to come from SpectrumNews1.com. Pete Rose mm. places Ohio's first legal sports bet. Now, I don't know if you know anything about Pete Rose. He's dead, right? No. no, he's not. Everyone thinks he's dead and he's not dead. I don't know who people are thinking of, <laughs> but... Well, he played for the Reds, he right? He played for the Reds. He is the all-time... could have swore I saw like a, a memory thing for him when I was in Cincinnati. On, on Pete Rose Street, or wherever the fuck I was at. I forget. Yeah. I could have swore I saw so something. So basically, here's the gist of the story. is He was a player and a manager... And he was also like the player coach for the Reds back in the 70s during their big red machine era where they were the best team. And he holds the major league record for number of hits. He has like 4,000-something hits. It's a ridiculous sum. It's not Babe Ruth. It's not Hank Aaron. It's not Barry Bonds. It's Pete Rose who has the most MLB hits in history. Sure. And it's not close. It's just an absurd. He's one of the greatest players of all time. And he was a manager. He was like a player. Then he became the player coach. And then he became just the manager afterwards. But what ended up happening is he got caught betting on games that he was managing. Oh, I, I think we talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> and he ended up getting uh, a lifetime ban from baseball, which includes he can't go to the Hall of Fame. Ugh. So he's like 81 now or something. But here's the here's the news story. As the clock struck midnight, the wait was finally over for the Hard Rock Casino. The windows opened, the kiosks went online, the app went live, and with former Reds All-Star Pete Rose placing Ohio's first legal sports bet, the Hard Rock Sportsbook was open. It's been a four-year process for Ohio after several false starts and failed bills. Governor Mike DeWine, Daddy DeWine, Daddy DeWine, signed legal sports betting into law in December of 2021, giving the state all of 2022 to prepare for its January 1st, 2023 rollout. The Hard Rock Casino opted not to waste a second getting its in-person services going. Property President George Goldhoff anticipates Ohio to be one of the largest sports betting markets in the country, with $8.8 billion in bets expected for its first year. $8.8 billion. That's a lot. Among its neighbors, Ohio has been late to legalize sports betting. Only Kentucky has yet to do so as of 2023. Now, as a result of legislation, Goldhoff expects more money to stay in state. The money that was being bet by Ohioans, whether it was in Michigan or Indiana, is all going to stay here in the state, and taxpayers are going to benefit, he said. As for the first bet, Goldhoff believes Rose was the best choice. A controversial figure in sports, Rose earned a lifetime ban from Major League Baseball due to sports gambling. He plays bets on the Reds to win while he was the team's manager. On Sunday, he chose to bet on the Reds again, this time to win the World Series. It's a long <laughs> shot. But now simply a fan of the game, Rose said he will always choose to back his team. I don't know a damn thing about the odds, he said after placing the bet. Go Reds! Go Bengals! Bet Ohio estimates that the state will generate more than $50 million in tax revenue from the sports betting in its first year. 2% of that revenue will go to funding, treatment, and prevention services for problem gambling. So I guess that's, that's good. Sure. But I, just, I don't know why I find that funny. <laughs> it's like of all people to place he's, the first He's legal, like, finally. <laughs> he's like 80-something years old. And I was reading comments on that article, and everybody assumed that he was dead. Nobody thought that he was still alive. I swear to God, I was one of them. But... See, I'm a big baseball fan, so he's a known like he's a known commodity in my life. Like I was just in Cincinnati for the first week of the NFL season, and you saw Pete Rocha everywhere. You would have thought he was dead. Sure, I can understand that. <laughs> 
There's a lot of different opinions out there as to whether or not he should be in the Hall of Fame or not. I mean, it's not like he was betting on his team to lose. It's not like he was throwing games or anything. Sure. But at the same time, there's unwritten rules, and there are written rules, and one of the both written rules and unwritten rules of baseball (laughs) is you're not allowed to bet on baseball. So, What do you think? You think he should be in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Honestly. 4,000 hits? Come on now. Honestly, yeah. It's like it's like what if Michael Jordan did a bet he on did. his team? I think he did. You think he did? I think you like, gonna take Michael Jordan out of the Hall of Fame. I think we talked about that. I think about we talked about how his his foray into baseball was actually a two year shadow man where the NBA didn't want to suspend their best star. They didn't want to lose uh, the revenue, so they talked him into That'd be a good uh theory for they, our uh, main topic. Well we already talked about it on a previous episode. Oh so. did we? Oh, yeah, good. we did we did sports conspiracies. Hopefully you don't have a whole lot of those. Oh but. shit. No, I don't have any of those. Anyways. That's about all I got with Pete Rose. I sound like a story kind of funny. And he is still out there. I wonder how much betting he's going to do. I don't Probably going to bet all the time. I'll bet you he will. Anyways, <laughs> what else you got? This one is from AP News. Master's invitation goes to the wrong Scott Stallings. Okay, I saw this one today. <laughs> I didn't click on it, though. It's funny. It's kind of funny. It's coming out of uh, Kapalua, Hawaii. Scott Stallings received an information to the Masters, and the Georgia resident most likely will be there as a guest of the PGA Tour player by the same name for whom the coveted invitation was intended. Stallings, who qualified for the Masters by reaching the Tour Championship last year, didn't realize what had happened until the other Scott Stallings sent him a series of messages on Instagram, alerting him to the male mix-up. Hi, Scott. My name is Scott Stallings as well, and I'm from Georgia. My wife's name is Jennifer, too, the man wrote. I received a FedEx today from the Masters inviting me to play in the Masters Tournament April 6th through the 9th, 2023. I'm 100% sure that this is not for me. Invitations were sent to eligible players the week before Christmas when the club chairman, Fred Ridley, announced the criteria would be unchanged from the previous year. Stallings said he had checked his mail every day and begun to wonder where his was. (laughs) That's funny. Honestly, I thought my wife had it. It was doing something for Christmas, Stallings said, Monday on the Century Tournament of Champions. But nothing came, and we left two days after Christmas. I didn't even think about it. And then Instagram solved the mystery of the two Stallings, one of them from St. Simons Island, Georgia, and the other three-time PGA Tour winner from Knoxville, Tennessee, who is going to the Masters for the third time. So the the article goes on and on. You get the gist of the article. It's pretty sure. funny. They no. have this, their wives have the same name too. That is pretty funny. That is how, pretty ridiculous. How the hell do they manage to fuck this one up? How do, I don't, you, how do you fuck this up? I don't understand how that's possible. Now, if I were the the invited Scott, I would have said, "Fuck it, I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> I'm <laughs> bust out the clubs. Hire a caddy. Yep. I'll have Tim be my caddy, and I'm gonna be like, let's fuck. see, see how this goes." <laughs> it wouldn't go well, not for me. Probably not. That's funny. Yeah, I thought it was funny. The other asshole just—he didn't. He's like, I, I feel like I should be going to the Masters. I feel could, like I'm good enough. Could you imagine if he was watching this other Scott on TV <laughs> playing <laughs> as him? That would, <laughs> that would be funnier than shit. Uh, that would be like a happy Gilmore moment. Or yeah, something. literally. Did you know that if you win the Masters, you get a lifetime invitation? No shit. Yep. Anyways. That's cool. That's a good news story. You got any more with that one? Nope, that's it. All right, I got I got, I got a couple more, actually. Sure. This next one comes from thesun.com. I feel like we've used this news story 
or this news source before. Pentagon probe into the 1945 Roswell before Roswell UFO crash. And praying mantis aliens is a huge development, experts say. Praying mantis? Now, I don't know if we're going to get into the praying mantis aliens. I guess we will, but there's a lot going on with this news article. I, I took the abbreviated version. Sure. Defense officials have been urged to reinvestigate the incident that supposedly happened years before the infamous Roswell crash. An avocado-shaped object reportedly plunged into the ground during a storm in August of 1945 in New Mexico. And witnesses claim to see praying mantis creatures. President Biden has since urged defense officials to reinvestigate the case after signing a law in the 2023 National Defense Authorization Act that mandates defense officials to examine alleged incidents from January 1st, 1945. So I guess that's a range of dates starting with January 1st, 1945 that you have to investigate X, Y, and Z incidents that happened after this time. Sure. Initially, the draft legislation outlined that January 1st, 1947 will be the start date. So this change would re-include this this praying mantis case (laughs) that otherwise that would have just been kind of left on its own. And Nick Pope who investigated the issue of UAPs for the British government, believes the shift is significant. He told the U.S. Sun, The original draft legislation stipulated a January 1st, 1947, for the historical report, which had clearly been chosen so that Roswell clash from the summer of 1947 could be included. The fact that the final version stated January 1st, 1945, strongly suggests a last-minute realization that the Roswell before Roswell would be worth a look too. And this is only one of the numerous UFO-related provisions of the new defense bill, which shows that Congress is generally interested in getting to the bottom of the UFO mystery and pushing the government hard for answers. The director of the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, I don't know what the hell that is, (laughs) is mandated to submit a historical report record on UAP that focuses on the period starting in 1945. So this just scratches the surface of this article and they go into detail onto these cases and the requirements of the government now based on this new Defense Authorization Act in terms of how they're going to investigate. Now realistically, I don't know what to expect about this, but this Nick Pope guy who I was reading quotes from, he's on all sorts of different shit. He's on all sorts of the alien shows. There's this uh, YouTube channel. It's like the, the... the basement desk or the i don't know what the hell it is it's like a ufo show though sure it's part of the new york post like the new york post like conspiracy wing or something hmm. it's a pretty good show that he's on i'll have to check it out a couple dozen episodes i believe but it is kind of interesting how they all of a sudden pivoted from 1947 to 1945 yeah yeah i've never heard of that so never heard of that situation prey mantis the praying mantis aliens all those are hypotheticalized a lot in sure. like sci-fi but I haven't seen a whole lot of, like, hardcore praying mantis evidence. Now, the Anunnaki, I guess, were the closest one. Those are said to be, like, insects. Now, that alien book that you have by Jim Mars, is this 1945 incident in that book? I'm going to have to double-check. I didn't actually read the story. I just found the headline. And I I've, the I've, story I've never heard of that. I'm going to have to double-check and see. Um, and I'll have to double- I, I got a lot more books now like, I've been collecting, so I'll have to go through and see if there's might maybe it's somewhere else in sure. one of the books that I got. So um, we'll have to do some more research on that. Maybe we can bring that back in a future Aliens episode. Yeah, we haven't done one of those in a while. Yeah, we could always get another one of those in. Anyways, do you have uh, any more news stories today, sir? Nope, I only had two. I got one more quick one. This one's not going to take too long. This one's kind of funny, though. And it comes from our favorite, UPI Odd News. All right. California woman receives 100 portable heaters she never ordered. <laughs> this, is, this is funny. A California woman 
is trying to get to the bottom of an unusual mystery after being inundated with about 100 packages, each containing a portable heater. <laughs> Connie Matthews said she has received about 100 space heaters in the mail at her Sacramento home, and the mysterious packages started arriving earlier this month. They started coming Friday, two weeks before Christmas, and every day I would get sometimes two boxes, sometimes more, she told KXTV. Yesterday, there were seven boxes waiting on my porch for us. Matthew said the packages come from multiple locations across the country, including Iowa and North Carolina. The same thing over and over again. I have never ordered a portable heater. I don't need one, she said. Matthew suspects her address may be erroneously listed as the return address for an Amazon space heater seller. What happens if someone comes back on me saying, well, we sent it to your house. What did you do with it, she said. Mike and Kelly Gallivan of Acton, Massachusetts, faced a similar problem in 2018 when their house received a flood of Amazon packages containing small, inexpensive items they never ordered. So, that's the end of the story. But basically... <laughs> For some reason, she just keeps getting all these space heaters delivered to her house. Coming from different places. It's not like it's like one person making this mistake. Maybe this was like a some teenage dropshipper fucking shit up and sending shit to the wrong. Well. I don't know. See, it could be, but it's weird. Like, you would expect, like, kind of the opposite reaction. I mean, you don't ever see shit from all across the country getting shipped to one place. I could see, like, a yeah. big shipment getting yeah. messed up once. Sure, that's what but I was thinking is, at first. But this is, like, consistent over time. This is every day, oh, ten more space heaters coming from ten different places. Sure. So she's thinking maybe it's a company <laughs> that put her address down accidentally as, like, the return address for... Maybe it's, like, a really similar address. Sure. And they screwed up a number. Man. Like that, honestly, that's probably the most logical yeah. <laughs> answer to this. But the question then becomes: Why all of a sudden now are all these heaters showing up? Yeah, to Sacramento, like, California, like where it doesn't get cold. Yeah, where something something needed to happen for this change to happen. But if this company is selling all these heaters and a hundred of them are getting returned, that's not good. That's funny. That causes some concern. So there's a lot going on with that one. There's a lot we could dive into. What a pain in the ass. Where the hell would you put all <laughs> exactly? Those? Like, what is your liability? <laughs> like, I've had shit delivered to my house all the time. That isn't mine. Like, and, like right now at my house, I don't think I could store a hundred no boxes I, yeah. of space heaters. <laughs> I could, but it would be tight. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I think that's funny. I don't know what her liability is. I mean, if it's her address, it doesn't have her name on it. I'm assuming, but that's rough. She had to have been curious enough to start opening these boxes up because she knows what they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless they're just having a shipping label slapped right on the space heater box and shipped, which I've seen that happen before. <sighs> I don't even know what I would do in that yeah, situation. Well, I don't know where to begin with that. <laughs> feel bad. Anyways. If she's listening, tweet us at 30 Yina. T- tell us how you resolved this issue, if you ever did. And if you are shipping a space heater back, and you've been using this woman's address, just please let us know why. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if people are going to like start like shipping her space heaters as a prank now. It's kind of an expensive prank. but Right. How many people are reading UPI on news, though? I don't know. <laughs> ben Hooper, if you're out there and you want to give us some insight as to what your... Uh, what your readership levels are, please tweet us at 30 and then please let us know. Yes, please. All right, Pat, what is our main topic for the day? Uh, we're doing another Ben episode this week. This is episode number seven in a row for Ben. I feel like it's every, every episode is my episode. See, I got an idea real quick before we get into this. Do we got to bring back the drawing from a hat Maybe topics? Maybe we do. I kind of feel like I, we had a good reason for getting rid of it, but I don't think it matters at this point. I don't think it does either. Like I, We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, yeah, we'll talk for about sure. it this week, but I think that might not be a bad idea. For sure. Anyways, on to the main topic. Ben's episode again. We're going to be diving into a new, not a new topic, an old topic. What is our topic, man? We're going to be doing Conspiracy Theories Part 2. 
Yes, part two of our conspiracy theory discussion. Now, if you went all the way back to what, episode 20, was it? It was, I think it was episode 20 or 23? 20 or one of the two. What, something like that. We did a original discussion on conspiracy theories. Now, we've talked about plenty of conspiracy theories after the fact within yes. the context of different main topics. But this is usually more of a fun discussion. It's not usually pretty, it's not usually as hardcore as the rest of ours can kind of get. Sure. So I don't know how serious your conspiracy theories are. So my first one is very serious, but the other two aren't. All right. Really. See, I've got a bunch. Um, these are ranging on the less serious side, but they're kind of funny to talk about. Sure. And there's a few of them that I actually kind of believe in. Like, there's a few that it's like, why wouldn't this make sense? You know what I mean? Right. So before we get into it real quick, I was thinking about conspiracy theories, and everyone talks about conspiracy theories and how stupid they are and how none of the shits can be can be true or whatever. Sure. But we're starting to see that things that are conspiracy theories a year ago are like pretty much accepted mm-hmm. fact now. Yeah. We're starting to see shit lot, like that. A lot of them are coming true. And the other thing that I'm looking at and people are like, well, if you've ever been a project manager before, you know that you can't get anybody on the same page about anything ever. So none of these conspiracy theories can be true because there's no way you could ever do, you can, you can never manage this type of situation with the craziness of people. Sure. And my counter to that is that if you ever worked in that type of capacity, shit happens anyways, even if nobody knows what's going on. You know sure. what I mean? Sure. So there's a counterpoint to that. And I would say that you don't need to have everybody in the loop. You don't need to, you could have like two people in the loop as long as they can get a hundred different people just to, to do, say, to do something to say, or even just to say, or to not say the right thing. Sure. I mean, think about how many times at work or whatever you, you bit your tongue. You're like, oh, I probably shouldn't say right what's on my mind or I think I know what's going on, but I'm not going to tell anybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's just so much fucking information out there that nobody knows. These could all be true. Every conspiracy theory could be true. It's like a lot of folk stories or myths. Like there's some fact around some of them. Sure. Not everything is true about it. All of them. Sure. But they're not all crazy. Exactly. And you just got to be kind of critical. And I think having an open mind, even if you don't actually know the facts a whole lot, having an open mind is a, is a valuable asset. Sure. Being able to ask questions and to question everything. Because that that you cannot question is what truly rules you. Sure. And I don't know about you, but I don't like being ruled by anything. So. Right. Anyways, Me either. Anyways, on to our conspiracy theories. Ben, what is your first one? Well, how many do you have, Pat? I've got a bunch of small ones. Well, if you want to get started... All right, I will get started. Why not? I only have three. So my first four are all going to be tied together. <laughs> and this is... Uh, <laughs> this is We are operating outside of the scope of things that I truly understand. However, we're going to start with a guy that we do we have talked about before, and a guy that I kind of do... I'm familiar with, at least. O.J. Simpson. Sure. There's a conspiracy theory out there that says that O.J. Simpson did not kill... I can't remember the name of his wife and the other dude. But the famous murders that he got tried for, and he was proven innocent for, so we don't really know if he killed him or not. Is it Nicole? Nicole Kidman? No. Nicole Brown? Is it? Nicole Brown's? Uh, I can't Nicole remember. Brown and Goldman was the other guy's name. <coughs> Goldman. I don't, I don't Ron, remember, Ron yeah, Goldman? Something or like that. Something, Oscar I Goldman? I don't, Oscar, know. I don't Not Ron Goldman. No. So... The theory is that O.J. didn't kill them. Now, the public opinion pretty much believes that he probably did, mm-hmm. even though he didn't get convicted. Sure. But this theory states that his son, Jason, actually committed the murders. Hmm. And there's a lot of interesting evidence towards this one. One being the hat that was found at the scene had hairs that weren't O.J.'s, but they were never tested to see if it was the kid's. There's also evidence that, or I guess it's true that uh, the kid had already done violent crimes similar to this. He never killed anybody, but he'd done shit sure. in the past that's similar. And O.J. also had a defense lawyer on retainer in case his son did something. Mm. So that's kind of interesting. Interesting, yeah. And when you get into this one, there's a lot of interesting stuff that it's like, maybe true, maybe not true, but there's... 
there's quite a bit when you stack it all up. Like, I guess they were supposed to, the, the couple that got killed was supposed to be at the restaurant that the kid worked at. And there's like a 20 minute interval where he has no alibi for where he was at. And it would have been when the murders happened. That's interesting. So there's quite a bit to that one. And that's pretty interesting. And OJ's hand did not fit the glove. And you know, the glove didn't fit. So <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, there's another one with this case that kind of contradicts that one. And it says that Robert Kardashian destroyed incriminating OJ evidence prior to the trial. Hmm. I guess there was some bag that, I guess, ended up in this guy's hands. And he destroyed this evidence that would have, if, if this evidence would have come to light, it would have 100% convicted OJ. Have you seen the the series on Netflix, The People vs. OJ Simpson? No, I actually have not. It's very good. It's pretty good. So you, you probably know more about this one than I do. It's been a very long time since I've seen it. But it was it was good. They didn't really show that. Okay. Sure destroying evidence or anything like that now i wonder if they showed this next one do you believe that oj is really kim kardashian's dad (laughs) (laughs) no i did not know that i guess uh there's a conspiracy theory out there that says that it's not it wouldn't surprise me it's not the lawyer but it's actually oj sure so i don't know about that one there's one more with this in this whole line i guess the kardashians have a brother i didn't know this did you know that the kardashians have a brother Uh -uh. i guess he's always been kind of fat and pudgy and the conspiracy theory is that they keep him that way so they can harvest his flesh for, you know, how they get all those, like, injections and whatnot? Yeah. They use him. They harvest him. That's why they keep him fat. So they can use his fat as their... Makes sense. As their cosmetic surgery. Sure. So, those are my four good ones. That's pretty smart, honestly. So, I don't know if any of those are true, <laughs> but they're all kind of interesting. So, if you guys have any opinions on those, please tweet us at 30 and uh, please let us know. I don't know. I feel like a few of these could be true. Sure. I wouldn't put it past... I, I really wouldn't be surprised if they're all true. So I mean, OJ Sum, I have to look into that one. I've never heard of that one. But Very interesting. It's pretty compelling. Anyways, uh, what do you got today, sir? So I'm going to go through my really serious dark one here first. Just get it out of the way. Uh-oh. Have you ever heard of the Red Shoe Men or Red Shoe Group conspiracy? Can't say that I have. I never heard about this until like today. Now, I don't know if any of this is true. This is based off of a basically just kind of like blowing the whistle on elites. So do you know who Macaulay Culkin is? No. Macaulay Culkin is, and he's a former actor. Well, I don't know if he still acts today, but he was the lead role as Kevin in Home Alone and in Home Alone 2. Okay. Have you seen Home Alone, those movies? Yes, yes. So he has lived in Paris, France since 2003, I believe. Okay. And he had this, I don't know, it might have been a couple years ago, but he was on this French radio show and he blew the whistle on this crazy conspiracy and you can't get, you can't find these articles anymore. They've taken them all down. Okay. But this guy, um, on a YouTube channel. So I found this video on Quora because I, I typed in what is going on with this red shoe conspiracy. And I found this video on Quora that had an old YouTube video, basically reading the article from the interview Macaulay Culkin gave about this conspiracy. Sure. So just to clear up real quick, there is a Red Shoe Society that is revolved around the Ronald McDonald House. I don't think this has anything to do with that. Okay. The charity Ronald McDonald House. Sure. So now also, I don't know if this is true because this also had a lot of steam with QAnon and QAnon's kind of crazy. Sure, yeah. But we're going to get into it. Uh-oh. This is a first-hand experience that Macaulay Culkin had. But first, we're going to get into the conspiracy. Um, So he's basically saying that there's a group of Hollywood elites that they are Satanists 
and pedophiles, and they ritualistically sacrifice child actors as well as sexually abuse them. And he claims he got out of acting because after Home Alone, he really didn't have a lot of big roles after that. He basically got away from acting. He claims he got out because he was aware of what was going on and he was big in the industry and he would have been killed. He would have been sacrificed if he would have stayed in. And um, he claims that the worst of these elites, the child actors that they sacrifice, they make shoes and other apparel from the skin of the kids that they murder. And they apparently are red shoes. Now, I'm going to be getting into what he talks about in this, what happened to him during the role of uh, when he was, when they were filming in New York for Home Alone 2. So, this is based off his interview. Culkin claims at a young age he was able to identify shoes made from human skin because they have a distinct look to them. This, This is his experience. He was in a room with an executive dude. He did not say his name or anything like that. But this guy said that he can make him famous if he got rid of his parents and made this elite like his guardian and his provider. Sure. And he said some pretty inappropriate things to him like, you look nice, you look good, and all this weird pedophile shit to him when he, he was 11 years old at this time. And I'm sorry, this shit happened. Like, I, I can guarantee oh, I, you this 100%. Is, this is this, of... I, I know for, I, I believe this part for sure. And I think it's still going on today. I think it's still widespread. I think they just do things differently, maybe a little bit to avoid what happens, but. 100%. And Akali denied him and he tried to leave the room, but he was put back in the room from this this guard that was standing outside the room. And the Hollywood elite dude had a crack pipe and he blew the smoke in his face and everything like that. And um, he told uh, Culkin to look down at his shoes and he said that it was made from children that he and his friends murdered. And he had hinted to where these particular shoes were made from. Do you know who Heather O'Rourke is? I've heard the name. Heather O'Rourke was a child actor. She was on Happy Days, the young girl on Happy Days. And she was in the original Poltergeist movie. Okay, yeah. And he hinted at the fact that this was Heather. Now, we were all told that Heather died from a disease at a young age. Some crazy disease that she ended up dying from. Sure. When he finally kind of figured out that he was hinting that that was Heather and that was her skin on his red shoes, that uh, he actually ended up vomiting all over him, like all over his shoes, all over the floor and everything like that. The shit's fucked up. It's pretty fucked up, man. And um, so to Satanists, wearing red shoes symbolizes the the sacrifice of children. And you, you literally look that up. Yeah, like no, as, as a sat- Satanist ritual, and they wear red shoes when they're performing these sacrifices. I've seen theories like this before. I can't say I've seen this exact one or I read deeply into it, but... Have you ever heard of Tony Podesta? Oh, yeah. So Tony Podesta is the founder of the Podesta Group. He was one of the biggest, most powerful lobbyists in America. And his brother, John Podesta, who is a current senior advisor for President Biden, um, and he was, actually, he was also a head of... Hillary's campaign, I believe. Yeah, he, he was, was Hillary's he was, campaign manager. He was Hillary's campaign manager. And he thought he was in line to be chief of staff. Yes, um, which he was a chief of staff at the White House for, I forget who. Probably Bill. Yes, I think Bill Clinton. Yep. Um, there is a really weird photo with uh, Tony Podesta out there, and he's wearing these red-ass shoes. And the picture is like maybe maybe close to a dozen men behind him. They're all wearing these same red shoes. And it's fucking weird looking. Sure. And in John Podesta's house, look up John Podesta 
um, art in his house. It is all satanic, weird shit. I've it, heard about it that It is before. satanic. It is all weird shit. And, um, I mean, that, that, that's basically conspiracy theory. Sure. And there's a lot of pictures out there where, with certain Hollywood elites, celebrities, wearing just randomly red shoes. And, and you can tell, you, look, you can look at the distinction in these red shoes, and they look really odd, and they look really disgusting, and it looks like skin. See, and it's it's it was a really weird thing to listen to. I'll have to send you the link on the video yeah. so you can watch it. And uh, yeah, that's the red shoe conspiracy. See, the thing with that type of conspiracy is there are so many out there that are very similar, involving yes. similar people. It's like remember the PizzaGate thing where the guy shot up the yeah. pizza. Or, he even sh- I think he shot like one round in the pizza restaurant because he thought that that was like the, the meeting place or something. Yeah. It's like that one gets kind of tied into it, and then Epstein gets tied into it a little bit, at least. And yep. it all kind of connects. And you can see similar strands, and you got the whole Hollywood sex cult thing going on. Like, there's a, there's a picture in John Podesta's house. With, it's a statue, and it's literally the same depiction of one of um, Jeffrey Dahmer's victims with his head cut off. Oh, my God. And he's, like, bent backwards in this weird demonic thing. And he's got all these this artwork of this, uh, it's called Red Shoe Artwork, of these children, like, tied up, and they're wearing red shoes. And it's just, it's really fucking weird, man. And I, I heard about this today. Like, I found out about this shit today. I See, I've heard about that type of stuff before. And the problem with, with these people is let's say none of this shit's true. Sure. These people are just weird in general. You look like John Podesta. You'd be like, yeah, sure, that's exactly what a pedophile would look like. Literally. I mean, seriously. <laughs> that's the problem with these people, but there's just so many of them. They all hold these really powerful positions that even, let's just say, for example, that this is all bullshit and the Home Alone actors is making it all up. These and, people do a good job of giving you a lot of work, a lot of shit to work with. Well, the fact that um, the French news company that, had the interview they took it down with no explanation yeah and you literally can't find the articles every anywhere the the, the only reason this this guy on youtube had it because he was able to get his hands on these screenshots of the articles sure and he was basically reading it to you and uh i think the video was from two years ago i'll have to i'll have to send you the link yeah hopefully we don't get assassinated in the meantime just Ho- hopefully not shit. but yeah that's my that's my dark first conspiracy theory the red shoes society yeah. or red shoe group it's really fucked up. And there's a lot of weird pictures of a lot of celebrities that we like just random See, randomly wearing these red shoes. That's why you can't like celebrities. I don't. I don't like celebrities. Because I think they're all they're all probably part of it a little bit. I don't think I think they all are. Uh, pro- yeah. Maybe, <laughs> Honestly. Maybe. Once you start picking shoes, that's when you, I think you lost. Like, I can't say whether this happened to Macaulay Culkin or not. Sure. But that's that's one hell of a story to make up. But there's a lot of people that have, there's a lot of child actors that have come out and just said the industry's fucked up. Like, this dude literally left the United States because of this shit. Exactly. In, in my opinion. And he hasn't came back. <laughs> well, the other thing, too, I mean, you think about even the things that we know about. It's like, look at Roman Polanski, big Hollywood person that 100% did this type of shit. Yeah. He was a fucking rapist on the movie sets i mean harvey harvey weinstein harvey weinstein now i wonder if he was just the one that was gonna start squealing i wonder if he did something that pissed the people off and they created him as a scapegoat yeah he'd be a perfect scapegoat i bet you he knows a lot more too and you can't tell me that jeffrey emstein was not murdered oh he 100 percent was 100 percent was murdered and of all the times for the cameras not to work really you expect us just to believe the shit there was a a guard there he he was in a suicide prevention i think i think he i think it was all faked i think he's living on an island somewhere it's possible 
possible. Anyways. Anyways. We could go on and on and on forever, but there's so many of those theories out there. They're all very similar. Sorry, that was kind of choppy, but... No, it wasn't bad, and I've heard different stories where there's different symbols. And I don't know if I've heard about the red shoes specifically, but I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to be looking. And there's this weird one. Um, Anderson Cooper, his mother. There's these weird pictures. You can find these on Google, too, because I looked them up. Of With her children, She's she has this really weird necklace on, and it has a red shoe on it. And above their bed, she's reading a book to her children, and above the bed is this weird fucking picture of this satanic thing, and it looks like an oven with a child in it. I might, I can't even make this shit up. This is like out of the movie Hereditary, <laughs> Rosemary's Baby or something. Yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Oh, that's fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. Is, yeah, any more with that one? Nope, that's it. You can go ahead. All right, my next one. This one's this one's kind of wild. I'm not gonna go too deep into this one because it's it's, it's ridiculous. Now this is gonna come from Reddit. The subreddit is called R slash Conspiracy N O P O L. All one word. That's the subreddit, and the user is U slash Yellow Snow Two. This is the guy that wrote this theory. Now, this is his own personal theory, but it's pretty good. This guy claims he's been doing obsessive research for years, he claims, and he believes that everything in the world is encoded with alchemy. And he says all religions, mystery, cults, cartoons, movies, myths, fairy tales, and even language itself is coded via alchemy. So he goes on and on and on, and he claims that he has a lot of interest and knowledge about physics and electronics. And he believes that if you understand physics and electronics to a certain degree, you can understand that the way that energy moves is more of a code than like a series of formulas. I don't know. It gets pretty complicated. But he claims that this this vibration of energy with particles is what all of the world exists, which I guess it kind of is. It's all particles of energy. But he claims that like everything in the world can be traced back to this code and you can find the code if you understand myths really well. And he goes on and on and on writing about how religion and everything else is encoded with these particle energy beings basically. And it's like you have to understand physics, but you also have to understand history and mythology really well. You have to combine it all. And he's like, most people can't do this because most people simply don't have enough knowledge in all these different areas, but he claims that he does. Sure. So he starts talking about like, I'm not going to go reading through all this shit, but he talks about the idea of free energy, which is basically different people like uh, Tesla have mentioned over the years that there's so much energy around the world that we just don't know how to tap into. And he claims that if you can crack the code, you can tap into it all, which we talked about that type of idea before. Sure. So he starts talking about the, the Bible for a little bit. And he claims that like Jesus is more an element than he is a person basically. And he claims that like the devil is phosphorus. And if you understand the physics of phosphorus within this code, you can understand why the devil does what he does basically. So then he starts talking about the apostle Simon in the Bible, who we also know as Peter. And he says that Peter was given a name that translates to stone because Peter was the rock. Sure. Or the stone. And he's like, well, Jesus says I will build my church upon the stone. And Jesus gave Peter, according to this guy, the knowledge of silver and gold. Basically, the whole thing is that the the rock that Jesus is going to build the church on is not Peter, but Peter's the representative of the philosopher's stone. Sure. (laughs) Sure. So the rock, it's all about the philosopher's stone, because what can the philosopher's stone Which holds the elixir of life. Gives you life, but it can turn anything else into gold as well. Sure. So it's all about alchemy. But (laughs) but we're just like scratching the surface of what he's talking about sure and he's talking about like astrology and how astrology is all connected and it's like things can only be a certain way because of all this shit how humanity is obsessed with the number seven because seven is the perfect number according to the code like the seven points of the big dipper or the seven pointed star or all that shit sure so i gave this one to tim to read because hopefully he can make more sense of it than i can i don't know if he has yet i'll have to, look, I'll have to check but that it's out like, it's like it's literally like six pages of this shit i read it today where is this at it's on reddit i'll, I'll, I'll send you the link after this yeah send me the link i'll have to it's read just, that. Interesting. It didn't come together in this episode nearly as well as 
I thought it was going to. But there's just, there's so much shit going on with this. So anyways, what else you got? Anyways, so shout out to my wife, Paige. She gave me this idea. I asked her, I was like, you know any good conspiracies? And she's like, well, there's one going around TikTok right now. Uh-oh. This conspiracy is about Britney Spears. You know who Britney Spears is? Yes. A quick little background, like a quick recent background. Her dad is basically a piece of shit, and her dad basically owned, like, the rights to her life, basically. He owned, like, the rights to, like, her assets and, like, the money she was bringing in from her shows and her music and everything, and he was kind of unfairly distributing it to her to his advantage and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and she won a court battle against him, a conservatorship, I think it's what it's called, and she basically got the rights to all that back to her and whatnot. Sure. And she got married to this guy uh, just last year, and his name is Sam Asgari, who he's like a, he's, he's an actor, a model, and he's like a fit, fitness trainer and whatnot. So basically, her fans are kind of concerned about her from her scarce and odd social media posts, and I've seen some of them, and they look very, very fake. She looks like she's in front of a green screen, and everything looks like a production. Sure. Like, none, none of it seems real. Sure. And it is very odd looking, and they're just kind of like where the hell is Britney Spears at because no one's really seen her sure there's no paparazzi around her in, in, in any of these posts sure a lot of people think that the lack of paparazzi and just these really weird posts they think that she is possibly dead and never returned from her honeymoon with this dude I think well I think she died earlier but yeah possibly now her husband has admitted that he has an entire room that's a green screen in his house he's already admitted that fans point out that there's a lot of inconsistencies with like her tattoos and uh, her body in these videos and stuff like that Paige was telling me there's this one video with her and Paris Hilton and Paris Hilton's hand like goes right through her see I've seen shit like that before too yeah and it just it doesn't seem right and there's this really famous blogger out there Perez Hilton <laughs> now he he's not saying that she's dead but he's like look things are really bad and your concern is warranted when the truth comes out you are all going to be surprised and wait perez hilton said that yes that's crazy see the problem with him though is he's like the perennial shit stirrer i don't even know who the fuck this guy is even i know who he is i don't he, even know who the hell this guy is shit, he's a shit stirrer is that what this guy he's is He's like imagine the most the most meta paparazzi person ever okay that's who this guy is and he's like your concern is warranted but when the truth comes out, you'll all be surprised. A lot of fans will not take it well if I said what has been reported about her. But especially if I shared what I know, I don't think it will help Brittany. If I spoke, I would hurt her. If you ask if she's okay, the answer is no. She's not okay, guys. I say this because it's important for her fans to understand that first, she's not okay. Two, you guys are not crazy. And third, almost all conspiracy theories are crazy. So... He's just talking shit. He's talking shit. So either Britney Spears is like detained somewhere, she's in danger or she's like hospitalized or what i'm telling you right now it ain't her in those videos yeah i think she's dead i don't know i think she died a while ago it's wild it's it's pretty wild i think she died before the whole i think she died remember when she shaved her head yeah i think that's when she died well she was in court wasn't she yeah but it wasn't her was it it a hologram it wasn't her it was a lookalike the double could have been because they say that she could be dead they're saying well it might be a clone and they were talking about like it could be clones like they could be cloning these celebrities to keep them around i don't think so i think a clone is tougher to manage than a lookalike you gotta teach a clone everything about life and then get them to live similarly where the lookalike you can just be like hey do a few things right i think that's what they did with paul mccarthy it's what they did with avril lavigne right i think that's what they're doing with uh, britney spears too so 
So it's wild. I thought it was interesting. So thank you, Paige, for bringing that one up yeah. to me. I think there's something definitely going on. There's something weird. There's going something on. weird going on, Britney Spears. So thank you, Paige. That was a great uh, conspiracy theory. I feel like it could go on and on forever. Probably on could. this topic. Yep. Um, I think I think that I think the whole thing happened because it's so fucking weird. It's like you don't hear this about anybody else. You don't hear about other celebrities that have this like weird right like twenty years basically. They were a huge star and then they're just falling off, but they're still hanging around basically. I don't really know if she fell off because she had all those shows in Vegas. So like she she was bringing money in. Like sure. she was she was sure. doing shit. You know, I just don't pay attention. I thought she completely fell off the map because I don't really pay attention. Yeah, I don't either. But it's like even like Hannah Montana was doing shit. Like she was making like good music. It just wasn't what she was known for. Sure. For a long time and she went off the rails. But I think that was mostly manufactured too. Sure. To basically get her out of Disney. Did you know that? Um, did you know that Dolly Parton's her godmother? Doesn't surprise me. Or her aunt or some shit like that. I don't know. Probably not her aunt. Probably their godmother. Yeah. I got a funny Dolly Parton story real quick. So I guess and it's I guess actually about my uh, Miley Cyrus too. Sure. So we were watching music videos at my parents' house a while ago, and I guess there's a song called Jolene, which I'd never heard before. Which is a Dolly. It's a Parton good song. song. It's a very good song. It's about how Dolly Parton's husband like left her for some bank teller or something. Sure. But it was Miley Cyrus singing the song, and I hadn't heard it before. So they're getting like my parents are getting all emotional about the song and everything. And at the end of the song, I just go, I don't know. I think I'm on Team Jolene. <laughs> And they were, they were I, have, I think I've seen that video you're talking about. Miley sure. Cyrus, she kills it. She does a pretty good she, job with the song. She is a really good singer. Like, she she's a very a, good singer. She can, yeah. she can operate in like every genre. Like I've seen her singing with like Metallica before. Yeah. It's like fucking yeah, like, she's talented. hardcore. Anyways, what kind of more conspiracies do we got? I have one more after this. How many do you got? I got a bunch. I'll tell you what, I'll knock out a few real quick. Kind of back with the one that I was just talking about. I mentioned the idea of free energy. There are a lot of people out there that claim that you can drive a car off of water as long as you can create the engine properly. I almost did that one. So you've heard of Stanley Meyer and the water-fueled car? Yep. Very weird. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of people just basically saying, oh, well, it couldn't work. But there's a lot of evidence that says that maybe it did. The way it was explained, I mean, they literally drove it across the continent United yeah. States. <laughs> it only took like 28 gallons of water or something. Yeah. That's unreal. So and I, didn't when they try to take it to like dealerships and shit, like they sued him? Yeah. Isn't that what happened? Something. But he ended up getting assassinated. Oh my God. Well, he got poisoned. He got poisoned at a coffee shop. He was just like, and then all his notes got taken away and they all disappeared. Yeah, that's for sure. Like you would think that if they want to disprove them, keep the notes and prove how they don't work. Right. Publish them. Be like, hey, if you guys can actually replicate it, good for you. If you're confident it doesn't work, then you're not going to. But they were confident it did work. So they had to kill him. There are lots of people out there that are like propulsion scientists and whatnot that are like yeah this works we could be we could not have to worry about gasoline ever again we could just be driving on water yeah well you know the big oil companies and all that would yeah. all go under so so and everyone <laughs> just says basically it all it works but it's never gonna happen it's so fucked up so there's man. a lot of people that talk about it still to this day so i don't know yeah that's crazy i did see that one i got another fucked up one this one's kind of crazy have you ever heard of the dead internet conspiracy theory huh I believe in this one. Have you noticed over the years, I would say especially the last, compare the last five years with your entire life on the internet before then, how when you search, you, it just feels like you're getting less and less and less shit. Or you search for something and you, get, you just get more of the same. Yes. That is because of the dead internet. The dead internet says that the internet is basically so overwhelmed by bots that such an overwhelming majority of what you search is automatically generated that you're not really, you're very rarely actually interacting with other people. Sure. You're very rarely interacting with like authentic articles 
articles that are written by people, it's usually the bots writing the articles or the bots plucking them out for you or just recycling the same stuff over and over again to the point where the internet isn't actually creating new content. It's just a bot algorithm type thing. I mean, when Elon Musk got into Twitter, he ended up finding out that what was the percentage of all those uh, Twitter accounts were bots? It was like more than half. Yeah, that's insane. Anyways, do you got any more you want to get into? Yeah. So this one is, this one's kind of interesting. Have you ever heard of the conspiracy theory that Queen Elizabeth I was actually a man? No. Queen Elizabeth I was born September 7th, 1533, and allegedly died 1603. In 1603. Okay. But did she really? Some believe she died as a child to keep the royal bloodline and was replaced by a man. Well, actually by a boy. Famously, Queen Elizabeth I, she resisted marriage. She said that she was married to the Kingdom of England and she was a virgin. She never had any offspring or anything like that. She never married, never had sex, which that was really uncommon for that time. Sure. And um, this theory was brought to light by a guy named Bram Stoker. You know who Bram Stoker is? I can't say Bram- I <laughs> Bram Stoker is the original author of Dracula. Okay. Right? So he did some digging. He found out some things when he visited a village called the Village of Bisley in Cotswolds. And he wrote. He actually wrote a book in 1910 called Famous Imposters, basically an uncovering everything that he found when he went to this village. I got to get this book. So when he went to this village, they had this during the May Day celebrations where the May Queen was actually a boy dressed in Elizabethan clothing. Sure. Also known as the Hay Queen. Yes. So the story goes that at some point in her childhood, likely around 1543 or 1544, young Elizabeth was sent away to Bisley to escape the threat of the plague in the city. So she was sent there by King Henry VIII so that she wouldn't get sick. But And the king planned on going to visit her in the city, I mean in this village, but she ended up becoming ill than dying. Sure. The governess, which uh, the article in which I found this on, didn't say who her name was, but she was basically in charge of uh, Queen Elizabeth. She panicked because she feared the king and she feared his reputation and his anger. So she concocted a plan to basically hide the body and find another girl to pass her off as the princess, right? Sure. But the issue was is that there was no other girl that was the same age and that even, even resembled the queen at the time but she did find a playmate of queen elizabeth that was a boy that was the same age all right <laughs> sounds like a very very unfortunate boy Yes. So, with no options left, she found the child, dressed him in Queen Elizabeth's clothes, just as Henry arrives. Amazingly, the con went off without a hitch. Luckily for the governess, Henry didn't visit his daughter often, and he was known for being shy around him because he was in a hurry, and he would just, like, catch a glimpse of her and then leave. Like, he, would, like, he wouldn't even talk to him. So, she ended up pulling this off and getting away with it, and it ended up just being like that. <laughs> and, I don't know about this and, <laughs> But it, it, well, I'm about to be getting into some other crazy shit. Okay. She had multiple chances to marry, and sure. she denied all of them, which is weirdly weird for that time. Maybe she just wasn't in the guys. Maybe she's in the girls. It's possible. Uh, nobody in the know dared to inform the king of the swap, but the tiny remote village, because this village is the, like the only place where they have this tradition, where the boy dresses up in the in the Elizabeth clothes, right? <laughs> this and is so fucking convoluted, dude. <laughs> I, I know it, it's ridiculous, but supposedly the body was never moved from the stone coffin it was hidden in, and more than three hundred years later, during during building work, it was actually discovered. And Reverend Thomas Kebley told his family that the body was found of the young girl in. 
Elizabethan dress. Realizing what he had discovered, he conveniently reburied her elsewhere, supposedly beginning the legend. An intrigued Stoker, which made him uh, go and, you know, dig this up and try and figure out what the fuck happened. Oh my god. So, that's the conspiracy theory, and there's more to it. You can look it up. I have the article here. It's from historyanswers.co.uk. I don't know. I thought I don't really believe it, but it's interesting. I think this is one <laughs> that I'm actually going to have to look up, because this is actually... <laughs> there's an awful lot of moving pieces within that story. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a lot to say. Maybe it happened. I mean, either way, really, it doesn't really really wouldn't have mattered. I mean, wouldn't have no, changed it, history. It, it, it didn't matter. This one wouldn't have no. changed history either way. So. But it's kind of silly. It's just... I thought it was silly, so... Very... There's a lot going on. <laughs> Anyways, I got a bunch of real quick ones. Is that all you have? Yep, that's what I got. All right, we'll run through these real quick. Sure. These are kind of just funny ones to think about. Okay, this one says that modern arts all technically mo- money laundering. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't it be? It's, it's a perfect yeah. idea. I mean, you can just slap some paint on something. Oh, valued at $1 million according to whoever. And, like, honestly, like, art investments... Are are becoming big and I'm thinking about getting into it because people are making fucking money. Yeah. So I got a few pieces at home I could uh, put yeah, out on yeah, the you, Yeah, you definitely could. So I don't know. I kind of think that that one's a real thing. Like, why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Okay, here's a, here's a funny one. The Department of Transportation doesn't actually have the facilities necessary to store the orange barrels that you see everywhere. So they just leave them out there. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. And this one, this one's actually disturbing, but I think this one's true. You ever notice how there's so many efforts to stop homelessness? They never actually go anywhere. It's all by design. Because there's government money funneled towards that. If you were the recipient of this money put in charge of this, you're going to cut yourself a fat salary. You're going to do some stuff. Right. But you're not going to actually cause or solve yeah, the problem. Yeah, you're, you're going to keep you? it You're gonna keep it going so you can continue to get paid. I, I'm, I'm convinced of that. 100%. They could end homelessness tomorrow if they wanted to. So I'm, I'm confident in that one. Um, going off of that real quick, this is one. I don't know if I've talked about this before. You ever go to like, like Arby's or Speedway and they want you to donate a dollar at the end of your transaction? Did you know that that's actually a con? Sure. Well, your money is going to where they say it's going but they're using that as a business for profit gain because they take that money that they collect from you free of charge right they donate it big ass tax write-off hell yeah so they're not actually contributing money they're just getting that tax write-off yeah they're getting the money back (laughs) so that's funny okay you know light bulbs Yes. No, they always burn out. It doesn't have to be that way. Planned obsolescence. Oh, I knew all about that we learned about that in high school now shit's designed to break you want to know my evidence for the light bulb though Sure. The Centennial Light has been burning in a firehouse in Livermore, California since 1901. The light bulb has never gone out. Yeah. Since 1901. <laughs> Are you telling me that's just random chance? No. It was designed much better than anything we have. Right. Um, This one's actually pretty funny. Prince Harry isn't actually Charles' son, King Charles. They say there is some, like, assistant to Princess Diana that's actually the father of Prince Harry. And it makes sense considering how they pretty much, like, kicked him out of the family. Yeah. Makes sense. So. Yeah. And we already talked about free energy a little bit. Okay, here's a good one. The Loch Ness Monster is the ghost of an actual dinosaur. Sure. <laughs> It's <laughs> the only thing that makes sense. All right, here's one. Have you ever heard of the Tasmanian tiger? Yes. Do you know where Tasmania is? It's the island off the coast of Australia. Yeah. According to this theory, back in the early 1900s, the Australian, or whoever the hell was in charge of Australia, knew that the uh, Tasmanian tiger was about to go extinct. So they took what was left of the population, and they took them out to the rural outback in Australia where nobody goes. And that population still exists today. So the Tasmanian tiger still exists, not in Tasmania, but in Australia. There's yeah, actually some uh, evidence for this one. Don't quote me on this, but... 
but you ever watch the Joe Rogan episodes with Forrest Galanti? I think that's his name. I feel like I have to have. I gotta look some of them up. Fantastic, they're great. He's sure. uh, he he goes around and he tries to find like extinct animals that he believes are still around. He's actually found some. I gotta I gotta get into that because that's one of my interests is like yeah, escape I, extinct animals. And I feel like he's talked about that before, uh, but I'm not gonna quote it directly because I I've he's he's got like two or three episodes and he talks about a lot of shit. Sure, but he has some really awesome stories about him finding these animals and you gotta listen to the story where he goes into the amazon if i had limitless money and resources that would be something i would do for fun that would 100 percent be like yeah. the most fun you could have is searching for uh in the most remote parts of the world right searching for something that may or may not be there the episode where he talks about going into the biggest cave in the world is really interesting see i like caves but i'm not squeezing through anything no like, you, if my fat ass can't get in i'm not going in you're not squeezing through this this cave is so big okay it has its own weather system oh no, shit that's really awesome like you see the pictures the people in this cave are like ants it's so big. I'm it's gonna check that out. Forest, yeah. forest Gillespie. Galanti. I think that's like how that. it is. I don't know. All right, and then going with that one real quick. I'm into cats. I'm into like big cats, like not little cats, but like big cats. Yeah, have you heard rumors that there's cats in Appalachia, like Appalachian Mountains, like mountain lions and whatnot? I know, like the Rockies, mountain lions, but not not east. Yeah, no. I guess there's a lot of rumors that there's a population of lions up there. Now the United States government says officially that there are no none. There's like no mountain lions like west of the Miss or east of Mississippi or something. Uh-huh. But there's a conspiracy theory out there that they're actually there but they don't want anybody to know about them why no, i don't know no i've i've been hiking through appalachia and i personally have not seen one I haven't seen any. well we have to keep our eye open i got one more theory though have you ever heard of justin trudeau yes i think we probably talked about this one before did you know he's actually the son of fidel castro <laughs> or trudeau's real dad is pierre trudeau there's no resemblance whatsoever pierre trudeau looks like a cartoon character justin trudeau looks like fidel castro i need a side by side there's Trudeau on the left and cash or on the right and cash on the left. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> they do look alike, definitely. So we'll see. They're there together. They do look alike. They got the same nose for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know about that one, but I kind of believe in it. And I guess there's rumors that I guess the Pierre and Margaret Trudeau, uh, Trudeau's parents were in Cuba around the time when he would have been conceived. Wow. And there's also rumors that they were swingers. <laughs> there's more concrete evidence that Pierre Trudeau was was actually gay. Sure. And he probably, there's a lot of theories that he's not Justin Trudeau's father. Wow. I'll have to look that one up. Because his wife was just the wife in name, basically. Sure. The beard, if you will. Sure. Anyways, that's all I got. Do you have any more conspiracy theories? Nope. That's all I got. Hopefully none of those were too controversial. That was a fun episode. It's always a fun episode. I feel like we could do this. We could do this like every every year or something. For sure. As long as we keep the show going. <laughs> Real quick, we talked about this before, and I was just kind of thinking about it today. We have covered so much random shit on this show. <laughs> we your, really your idea, have. Your idea for a book is not the worst idea it, i mean we really could pull it off i yeah, think i just don't want to stop doing the show either definitely don't want to stop doing the show i don't know i i just think i was just thinking back to like all the ridiculous stories that we've talked about there's so much shit that looks like we've talked about but i haven't actually like gone back and like researched fully like so like we could have like we could write a book on the first 100 episodes we could have a ghost writer we need a ghost writer that's Tim. what we need i'm not Tim's qualified anyways anything else for this episode nope that's it listeners are doing all right please go ahead and give episode number 94 a listen i'll have to make some posts and post our news stories and shit. Definitely. That was a decent, that one came out all right. It was a decent episode. And go back and listen to the old stuff. Yeah, We got a lot of interesting discussions. A lot of them are still relevant. I think we had just posted a list on some of our favorite episodes. So check out our Facebook page and uh, check out that list. Yes, we did. Uh, So please keep sharing the show. Please keep telling everybody about it. We're up to like 29 countries now. Fantastic. I think New Zealand's our most recent.
recent one, so that's pretty. So even the hobbits are listening to us right exactly. now. Exactly. They probably heard that that movie episode and they were like, "We gotta chime in right. on this one." I have to keep an eye on the social media. Maybe they're gonna be tweeting at us. Right. Hopefully. Well, I don't know what I don't know what kind of social media hobbits use. The the Shire Network. <laughs> Anyways, well, on that note, it's about time to get the hell out of here. You got anything else, Ben? Nope, that's it for me. All right. Thanks again. Peace. So when he went to this village, they had this peculiar cot, peculiar cot, I can't say this word. They had a tradition during the May Day celebrations. But especially if this is this is a quote from him. See, the problem with him though is he's like the perennial shit stirrer. I don't even know who the fuck this guy is. Even I know who he is. I don't he, even know who the hell this guy is. Shit, he's a shit stirrer. Is that what this guy he's is? He's like imagine the most the most Meta paparazzi person ever. And you can't tell me that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Exactly. It's all connected. All of it's connected. Well, no. I, let me rephrase that. You can't tell me that Jeffrey Epstein was not murdered. Oh, he on percent was. See, what we need to do is get all those bots to start clicking on our show. Right. <laughs> because I can guarantee we don't have any bots <laughs> listening to our show. Anyways, you got any more you want to get into? And she got married to this guy uh, just last year, 2022, since it's 23 now. Yep. Uh, and his name is... The helicopter proceeded to sink with Hup having to free himself from underneath a seatbelt with cords before the party of four be- began treating water. Cut! Treading water. I received a FedEx today from the Masters inviting me to play in the Masters tournament April 6th through the 9th, 2023. I'm 100% sure. Cut! I'm 100% sure season and you saw pete rocha everywhere you would have thought he was dead sure i can understand that <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of like controversy as to why oh people people cut there's a lot of differenting fuck cut there's a lot of different opinions out there as to whether or not he should be in the hall of fame or not 